If you're like me, you probably have a closet full of local band merch. And whether you know it or not, a lot of that band merch is probably made by Divine Shirt Company right here in Winnipeg. Divine Shirt Company has made all of the Great Witch Police merch from our hoodies to our toques to our t-shirts. And if you're looking to get anything done, like screen printing, embroidery, graphic design, digital printing, go to see Divine Shirt Company at divineshirtcompany.ca and tell them which police radio sent you. At the time I'm recording this, I'm still a little sick, so you get Mr. Robot Voice, I just wanted to give a big shout out to everyone who supports the podcast over at patreon.com slash witchbelice, including our latest patron, Chris. Thanks, Chris, you can be like Chris and help support the show for as little as a buck a month, and get early access to interviews, bonus content, and much more, again, that's patreon.com slash witchbelice. Thanks for listening. One of our colleagues, Sam Thompson, who, um, if you saw him, you'd sort of right away assume he was a hippie. Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Witch Police Radio! Witch Police Radio! Witch Police Radio! Witch Police Radio! Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Witch Police Radio! All right, welcome to Witch Police Radio. I'm here with a returning guest, but this is, uh, I think every time you've been on the show, it's been for a different project. So this is kind of cool. It's been uh, a few times over the years, and this is the first time uh, that I've really talked to you. I'm sure a lot of people have heard much about this project because it's, it's kind of a brand new thing you're launching. So I think the best way to start this off is if you want to just introduce yourself and maybe give a bit of background about what it is you're doing now. Cool. Yeah, nice to, to be on again, as always. Um, I am Kyle Halderson. And AKA Dr. Rift for this project, which is kind of, I guess, an official solo project of mine. It's still a band live. And yeah, I'm pretty much recording an album all on my own, but with my, my friend Ed on drums. So yeah, that's, that's currently what's going on. This thing has been in the works since 2020, oh, wow. right before COVID wow. started happening or pretty much right when it, when it was happening. So so yeah. why, why why do a, co- a solo project? Because I think people probably recognize you from Dizzy Mystics or from the Jerry Hattrick. So, yeah. I mean, you've been a guy in a band for a long time. What was sort mm-hmm. of the, the, the impetus for, for doing solo material? Well, being in the other bands, um, like I write bass lines and some vocal harmonies in Jerry Hattrick's, mm-hmm. but that's like Jared's brainchild, essentially. We're a band and we like write our parts together now. Uh, Dizzy Mystics, it started out kind of like, how Dr. Rift is now where like I didn't have a band and I did all that on my own recording the album. But now that we're a solid unit, we are all writing together and all that new stuff is pretty much a democratic writing process. So this is more of, I guess, an outlet for ideas I feel strongly about where I'm not like, for instance, in the other band in Dizzy Mystics, I, Say so if I have a song idea, I, I kind of get carried away sometimes and it dances around in my head long enough to have new parts, build, build, build. And to prevent myself from telling or suggesting people what to play, like I just kind of have at her and not worry about if I wrote everything in it because some ideas are so strong, they just kind of write themselves. And that's that's what Dr. Rift all is. So, 
is this? I don't want to deny. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I was gonna gonna say, is this giving you an opportunity to kind of explore things sonically that that maybe you haven't touched on before with your other projects? That too. Yeah, for sure. Um, It's a lot more singer songwriter driven at the core, although it is pretty layered and psychedelic and like a lot more subtle complexities than the all out crazy stuff I've done before. Um, but I mean, most people would still think it's more complex than I think it is. That's just the, the nature of it, but it's a lot more, yeah, like psychedelic rock driven. There's a lot more hooks in my opinion. Um, yeah, a lot of more, a lot more folk influence in there too. A lot of funk, subtle prog. Yeah. Well, yeah. uh, having heard a couple demos, uh, I was going to say the same thing about the hooks. The hooks is what stands out as being different from your other stuff. And not not that your other s- songs and your other bands don't have hooks. I mean, they're there in a lot of them. But yeah. I mean, th- I think the complexity is a good way to describe it. And that this is, it seems more stripped down, maybe on the surface. But I think there, there's a lot going on there that's maybe not as, as evident, you know, on a casual listen. But, but it's definitely sure. less... Um, Cluttered is a bad word because I don't think Dizzy Mystics is cluttered. I think it's the right kind of. Uh, I of, think it's cluttered. Yeah. <laughs> but I it, mean, it, you're, it, you're correct. It has it has less happening. It seems like it has less happening, and it kind of is more direct to the point with the, with the lyrics and and with the choruses and the hooks. And that's kind of in a singer songwriter kind of way hits you sort of more up front and center rather than the sort of the, the, the sort of extra musicality, I guess, of of other projects. Yeah, I mean. It's also strengthened my my adoration for the outlet of Dizzy Mystics because we're a lot like not to go too off of that uh, off of this track for that, but um, it's a lot of it's a lot more hook oriented too. The new stuff it's just heavier and more complex still, but this is uh, yeah, this is just something I've been resonating with musically outside of my own writing. Like a lot of artists that influenced this were like Queens of the Stone Age and Real Estate, early Tame Impala all the classic rock and the prog stuff that's a lot more emotional, like early yeah. yes, but without it being like 20 minute epics or anything. Yeah. Like there's that. not a 13 minute yeah. keyboard solo in this. Yeah. Yeah. No. Do you, do you find, I mean, is this, is this easier for you to write than some of that more complex stuff or are you just more comfortable doing the kind of extra layered, extra, extra involved uh, stuff like Disney mystics? I feel like both are pretty, I wouldn't say any of it's easy to write. A lot of stuff comes to you naturally when you're an artist and or a songwriter. And I just kind of ride the wave of inspiration when it hits me. And there was a huge wave with so many songs and it seemed pretty easy how they were coming to me. But the refining of making sure that going into the studio and physically tracking the parts didn't uh, take away from the the fiery like inspired image in my imagination I had for the songs. So that was a long process and it's still kind of nearing its final um, steps. But yeah, like the songs came to me pretty easily at the, at their very core, but yeah, just making sure that the tracking process doesn't take away from the original idea and the flame. Um, That's, that's the hard thing. Does that, um, do these songs work? I mean, like you said, you know, you, 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 have, you have someone playing drums on them. You have a lot of layers on some of these recordings. Does, do they work completely stripped down? Like, could you play these songs just with one guitar and yourself singing? And would they have the same impact, do you think? Or, or do they need kind of that extra instrumentation and that extra sort of just, just fullness? I always enjoy a band um, for what I write, but I know that 
I could create renditions of it acoustically and solo. I never really put too much um, <laughs> effort into into that yet, but I'm not ruling it out. And I know they would they would sit well. Uh, it's just a matter of if there's a really layered song where the guitar is doing something kind of sparse. It's like a smaller puzzle piece for a grander thing. Right. I would definitely like rewrite a guitar part to kind of encompass everything, like the rhythm and the bass and whatnot to make that work in a singer-songwriter setting. But I know it could. Cool, cool. Well, that kind of yeah. brings me to another question then. I mean, obviously, with all the layers and, and with, the, with with drums and everything else, my assumption is this is something that's going to be brought to a live stage with a, with a band. I mean, you want to have a full band behind this. Is, so is Dr. Rift an actual band now? Like, have you got all that sorted out? And yeah, Because I know we have shows and things coming up. And Yeah, we played our first show May 3rd? I think second or third. I think it's third. Okay. And our, our, no, wait, May, April, probably. Right? I think. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait. Time no longer exists. March. It was March. March. Uh, we're playing, we're playing May 20th for okay. our second show. Okay. Uh, March 3rd was our first show. <laughs> there. You Mixing got, up months. Got the timeline. The for how, how did yeah. that go? How did the first, the first show go? I, I thought it was amazing for a first show. It was a packed room. Um, we had a blast for just being on stage for the first time as a, a band of friends and musicians that I admire. Um, like we were really tight in, in the jam space beforehand, obviously, but it felt really natural and seamless getting up on stage. And yeah, it was like a full room at the handsome daughter and that's where it will be again on, on May 20th. Awesome. But yeah. I, I couldn't be happier with a first show. Like there's a lot of, first shows that you can have where like well it was the first show and that's the excuse if it wasn't as exactly as i wanted it yeah, but yeah i i feel with first show in mind it's exactly how it could have gone down in my i guess my my highest expectations of it
right in front of me. I forget what you look like to me. So is this a solid lineup now? I mean, the, the people you're playing with, this is this is the band. It's not just, you know, people you got to play your songs. Um, they're, they're a solid lineup. Yeah, for the time being, I, I went into this knowing that I am asking, you know, musicians that have projects and lives and sure and multiple projects especially with with uh keyboardists like Tyrion plett like he's one of i always joke he's one of six <laughs> keyboardists in the city i know there's more but um but obviously he's in like several groups and yeah it's totally expected and understandable but for the time being yeah like everything seems to be working out with the current lineup i know that jeremy simpson my good friend on bass he's going to be here with us for the second show he was there for the first show but he might be coming and going in the next uh year so yeah it's going to happen either way i'm just going to book shows and there's people that are are learning parts and yeah we'll see what happens i'm not gonna like hold everything off yeah and uh, with like progress and with uh, dates and stuff just gonna book them up and and Jeremy's willing to to be ready for last minute stuff. Not too last minute, but you know, not leave us hanging for a good show. Right, is what, right. I, what I'm trying to say. No, that's <laughs> yeah. that, that's that's awesome. <laughs> what I was, I was, you know, I had that question I was going to ask you, and it just like disappeared from my brain. Um, as well, oh yeah. So I mean, you're talking about you know other members who are in like six or seven projects or whatever, and they're they're playing in all these other bands. How does this work for you, time wise? I mean, you have other things going on musically as well like we kind of touched on at the beginning are you able to like give this kind of a a significant chunk of your time now now that you're sort of getting out there with this project and launching it and pushing it yeah it's uh definitely taking up all of my free time outside of rehearsals with the other guys like i am recording the albums guitars like the final products guitars right now at home in my bedroom studio all the drums are recorded from no fun club like oh cool since yeah like february 2022 that was all tracked so i'm doing that on my own time like as much as i can without you know burning out but at the t- at the moment we're doing wednesday rehearsals like this is just after rehearsal right yeah, now this yeah. chat with us so the full band's getting together and rehearsing wednesdays as, as it is awesome so yeah, like um tend to try and give every project I have at least once a week with the band if there's something to to work towards. Of course, yeah, yeah. Does, does it yeah. give you a bit of freedom um the fact that you're doing this like you said those drums were recorded quite a while back and you're doing the guitars and everything on, on your own is that sort of freeing that you have the time to 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 make it right how you want it to sound and you don't necessarily have to be rushing on someone else's schedule because this is your project? Yeah, and the money and the budget that it takes. Right, uh, right. I, it makes me wonder, like, I would love to at some point experience the the ticking clock and the budget with me under the gun instead of, like, my friend on the drums because I am taking way too long <laughs> just at my own leisure, you know? Like, um, it's, it's hard to get home after working two jobs, you know, and trying to get motivated to, to plug in and, and let her rip but i think weekends work best for that but yeah um i work as hard and as quick as i can i'm really giving a lot of attention to detail and perfection not overly perfect i'm making sure it's a, a very human product here yeah, but uh yeah. 
yeah it's uh, <laughs> it's nice to not have to pay for studio time for what i'm doing because i'm taking an expensively like a lot of money's worth of time <laughs> if it were a studio uh, do you like, I mean, I know yeah. you just said you want to make it a human project, which I think is a, is, is a good, you always want that, right? You want it to sound as natural as possible, but are you the type yeah. of person who goes over and listens back to what you've recorded uh, millions of times and then tries to kind of nitpicks at it? Or are you okay with just kind of, because it seems like people are, are, are one of two ways, right? Either they bash it out and it's good and they move on to the next thing, or they'll sit there and kind of agonize over, over a certain tone or something and, and trying to figure out, you know, how, how to tweak that. Which category do you fit in? a little of both like i bash it out and i step away sometimes <laughs> and and then it has to have the the test of time it has to pass that right so i am a perfectionist though when it comes to especially my voice and i'm i'm my own i guess opinion of the takes so i definitely would like someone else to do the vocals when it comes time for that but yeah i'm just making sure that everything sits nicely tonally and even with a light mix it's all comfortable and not awkward and because i i want just even the scratch demos the very first drafts of these recordings to to scratch the surface of the i guess the image that i have of the songs you know yeah. it has to be that way so it, it is a pretty um strenuous <laughs> strenuous process yeah, that sounds like it. Um, considering yeah. sort of the way you're doing this and the amount of time you spent on this, do you have sort of a ballpark of when you're going to have this finished? Or is it just still kind of uh, up to uh, <laughs> up to the universe? A little of both. But um, no, it's, it's a work in progress. The fact that I decided to come online and exist before the album's done, I, I'm happy I did that so I can just kind of poke around and, you know, introduce myself here and there, play some shows, get a little bit of a buzz live. And and then by, by that time, I feel like by the end of the summer, single one should be out, or at least the end of the year. Cool. Um, I aim to finish the album and start shopping for someone to mix it and all that, probably in the summertime. Okay, so it's not, 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 not too far off. You're, you're, you're getting closer to... Uh... I mean... I'm I'm setting myself something to work towards here, just on on the seat off the seat of my pants. So. Yeah. Well, you've said it now on oh. air, right? So now it's now now it's yeah. uh, it's it's written Pressure's in stone. On. You have to you have to do it now. Yeah. <laughs> That's so, the fire under my ass. Right yeah, there. yeah. So okay. Well, obviously the record is not is not finished yet, so it's not out yet. But at this point, the best way to see to, to hear you is to hear you live. So what are the details of the Correct. show happening on the twentieth? We are opening for a triple bill with some dear friends and people we admire. Um, Sunbreather put on the show. They're going to be on after us. We're opening the show. Okay. They're really cool. They remind me of like Chili Peppers meets some psychedelic prog bands that I can't quite put my finger on. Okay. They're really sweet. And Forest Pilots are headlining. Oh, right Great on. friends of ours. Yeah, Played many band. shows with them. And actually uh, Tanner, the front, the front man and guitar player, is in Dr. Rift. So Oh cool. Okay. He plays the other guitar and, and does backups. So he's doing double duty at that show. Yeah. That should be fun. Since I men mentioned everyone but Kyle Fox, uh Kyle Fox is on the kit too. Cool. So cool. from another lover, a Madian's uh love tongues. That's that's one of those things. That I, I know I say this on like pretty much every episode of the show I do, but like the Winnipeg music scene is so incestuous. Everyone is in each other's bands. <laughs> yeah. But that, that that that's good though, right? Because you have you sort of develop people that you know are going to mesh well with you musically. Mm -hmm. And so like you, you can kind of pick and choose uh, all the best people from all the best players from all the bands you like. And that's, that sounds like kind of what this is. 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's been good to naturally become close with a lot of these people and a lot of the bands where a long time ago, I couldn't have imagined like asking certain musicians to step out of their passion projects and work with me, but it's a friendship thing, you know? Um, I mean, Tyrion Plett joined more so as a new person in our, in my life and to all of us. And he meshes so well, like he's been friends with us forever and it's great, cool. but he came from a recommendation. So that's the only, that's kind of like the only person I didn't know before this. And it's a pleasure getting to know him in this uh, process. Well, you mentioned uh, a few minutes ago too, about how you've kind of like introduced yourself or reintroduced yourself through social media. What's the best way for people to find out what you're up to on there? And the good thing about this being a podcast is someone could hear it, you know, the day it comes out or they could hear it a year from now. And by then you could very well have an album out and be doing a lot of shows and there could be a lot more happening. Mm -hmm. So what's the best way to sort of keep in, keep in touch with you and find out what's going on in the Dr. Rift world? Well, yeah, Dr. Rift, D-R dot R-I-F-T. No space between the dot and the R. <laughs> um, it's pretty much just that on all the socials. I don't know if one of them is Dr. Rift Music. I think that might be TikTok. Okay. I'm on TikTok. You're on TikTok now. too. All but, right. uh, you gotta, you just gotta. No, I'm enjoying it. It's, it's no different than Instagram. I put all the same shit out. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think that everyone does. You just put the same crap everywhere, right? Yeah. 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 What, what it is, works on all of them. What is the meaning behind the name? I just felt like I like the idea of a character instead of just like my name because I don't want it to be. It isn't just me when it comes to seeing it live. and Yeah. It's, I like the idea of, like, Annie Clark as St. Vincent or uh, Don Van Vliet as Captain, Captain Beefheart. Beefheart. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> kind of like that, right? Um, so, yeah, I was trying to think of some kind of alias, some kind of title, Mr. Doctor, ended up being Doctor. And then I was playing around with the wordplay of Drift yeah. for a while. And it kind of naturally came up because I thought of Doctor first and I was trying to think of all these names to follow Doctor. And I can't remember what one of them was. And I sent the idea, like, I want ruthless feedback, just honest feedback. Does this sound cool? And a friend of mine was like, it sounds like a shitty uh, pop drink, like a Dr. Pepper rip <laughs> Like off. a knockoff, a store brand one order. Might have yeah. been like Dr. Mist or something like that. That probably is so, a, a store brand Dr. Pepper knockoff or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm glad I didn't go with that. But yeah, it's it's kind of funny. I thought of Rift and it's like, oh, like Drift with the dot between the two R's. Yeah. With, yeah. Something and like Drift sure. with two R's. Yeah. Cool, cool.